Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. We started a series last week called Jonah Lessons from a Man Who Ran. Ethan did a great job beginning to tell the story of Jonah. And what we saw out of the gate is that Jonah was asked to do something hard and he ran away. God says, hey, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to tell them about me. But he knew that Nineveh was an evil place and it was really far away. And so he runs in the opposite direction. Let me ask you, when was the last time you were asked to do something hard, like something really difficult that you weren't sure that you could accomplish? You ever ever notice when you're watching a movie that they make certain things easy that are extremely hard to do in real life. They make them look easy. Here are some of the things that Hollywood makes easy that, that actually are really hard. Digging holes. Have you ever had to dig a big hole? I have. Digging a hole is hard in real life. In the movies, the dirt is always super loose like sand and they're just shoveling it out and it doesn't take a lot of time. Not so much in the real world. How about swimming long distances underwater? Hollywood and the movies make that look so easy. It is not, it's not. I can hold my breath for about 10 seconds and I'm done. Here's another one, getting high level jobs at an early age. It's like, there's Jennifer, she's 23. She just got out of school and she landed a job working for the president of the United States. Cool, not realistic. Here's uh, like a few more. Guessing a computer password. They make that look really easy. Hot wiring a car. Waking up from being knocked out, walking away from explosions with your back turned toward it and not looking back and not falling to the ground. Not realistic, but it looks really cool. Like the closest I come to that is when I roll my Harris Teeter shopping cart into the cart return in the parking lot and I just walk away. I mean, that's what I do. That's how I roll. I just walk away. I don't even watch that thing crash into the other carts. it's, It's like so Liam Neeson, right? So Jonah is called by God to go to Nineveh and call them to repent from their many sins. It is not an easy task. And and so like probably a lot of us would do, he runs, but he finds out soon that he can't outrun God. I don't know if you saw this a few weeks ago, but there was a guy who is a lobster diver off the coast of Cape Cod who actually got swallowed by a whale. And in case you don't believe me, because that does sound pretty ridiculous, take a look at this clip. I'm just saying it can happen. So Jonah runs from God. He gets on a boat heading in the opposite direction and a big storm comes up. The crew tries everything they can think of, but they realize that the storm has come upon them because Jonah is running away from God and the boat is about to go down. And so finally, they don't want to do it, but they pick Jonah up and they throw him overboard and the storm immediately disappears and the waters grow calm again. And that's where we pick up the story today. It says this, now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now this sounds horrifying, to be honest. It sounds terrible. It's like the worst thing that you could possibly imagine, the darkness, the smell. 
But we begin to learn something here about God and our difficult situations. And the first thing that we learn is this. Some of God's greatest gifts appear first as big, stinky fish. We think Jonah swallowed by a fish was a bad thing, but what was the alternative? Stuck in the middle of the ocean with no boat to get into. The alternative was drowning. The alternative was death. Some of God's greatest gifts appear first as these big, smelly fish because what we see is this. The fish saved him from drowning. We think the fish was awful. We can't imagine having to go through that ordeal, but remember, this. The, the fish was God's rescue plan. It was Jonah's way out of this mess. The fish was actually a gift to Jonah. Besides saving his life, there's another thing that the fish did for Jonah, and this is the thing that changed the trajectory of everything. It forced him to stop in his tracks. It made him slow down to a crawl. He couldn't run anymore. He couldn't even move anymore. There, there were no more distractions from the outside world. The fish did this. It gave Jonah time to think and to pray. He, he was forced to slow down. You ever felt like your life has been forced to slow down? Jonah definitely was forced to slow down. It's hard for us because we are always on the go. There's always uh, something else. We're always on the move. There's always somewhere to be. And our tendency when we're in one place during doing one thing is to be thinking already about what we have to do next. And for Jonah, all of that came crashing to a halt. Sometimes the things you think are bad actually lead to good. What is your big stinky fish in your life right now? Maybe you think back on your school year and you got a big stinky fish in the form of what you thought was a bad teacher. Maybe yours is a bad work assignment. Maybe that big fish for you is I got a bad husband. I got a bad wife. Maybe there's more going on in that situation than what meets the eye. It may just be like Jonah that the big fish of a person or a situation in your life that you don't really like right now is actually God's form of deliverance for you. Here's what happens next. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down the earth beneath barred me forever let me ask you a question and since you probably at home or in your car or by yourself somewhere you can answer out loud with this if you want to what do you do when you feel low Jonah felt low, like really low. He says this seaweed is wrapped around my head. It feels like I'm underneath a mountain. I mean yeah, has there ever been a more accurate description for how it feels to be at the bottom looking up? Does that describe how you feel right now? Have you ever felt that way before? Seaweed wrapped around your head. I bet, I bet you have been in a situation that feels like that because I have. I went through a period of my life where I felt like uh, it was a sign of weakness 
to ask for help. Like, I can figure this out on my own. I don't need your help. If I have to ask you for something, you're, you're just gonna see me as weak and I wanna be viewed as strong. I felt like that until I went through something really hard and I realized I needed help. Jonah cries out for help and we should too. There are ways, uh, a couple of things that you can do. One of them is just like Jonah, to simply talk to God. It's just as simple as that, just talk to him. This may be something you've done your whole life or it may feel really awkward and new. Do, do it anyway. If you're the person who's, who's done that forever, it feels like you have, your tendency is probably to forget or to lower the importance of it or to make some excuses and tell yourself that you'll talk to God later. Can I encourage you that when you feel low, like Jonah here, to do this first, just to go there first and see what begins to happen. Another way to cry out for help is to talk to people who love you and care. Tell people what's going on. Don't act like they live inside your head and they can automatically intuit your thoughts so that you don't have to say anything out loud to them. You need to say the things out loud. Talk to a friend, talk to your spouse or your parents or a doctor. Tell some people who care about you what's really going on with you. Here's the truth that, that I learned and the truth that we learn from Jonah. Strong people ask for help. Strong people ask for help. Here's what he says next, but you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit when my life was ebbing away. I remembered you, Lord, and my, my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. Here's what Jonah is saying. You can hold on to the things that you love or God loves, but you can't hold on to both. Another version says that those who cling to worthless idols forfeit grace. You can hold on to the things that you love or God loves, but you can't hold on to both. Uh, have you ever heard about uh, how to trap a raccoon? If you got a problem with raccoons today, you came to the right place. Uh, it's really actually simple. You get a trap and that's something that only their hand can fit into, something like a, with a small opening, like perhaps a jar, and you place something shiny inside the, the, the trap and you wait. Raccoons are known for being unable to resist shiny objects, like a shiny piece of uh, aluminum foil. They, they see it and they reach inside and they grab it and they won't be able to pull their arm back out because they're holding on to the shiny thing. Now, logically, all you really have to do at that point is let go. Just let go of the shiny object and you'll be free. But the raccoon doesn't see it like that. Their eyes are focused on the shiny object. They have it, so, so like, why would they let go of it? Never realizing that it is their hold on the shiny object that keeps them from their freedom. We're not that different. Whether it's popularity or self-advancement or money or something else, there's, there's always a shiny object to look at and to crave. But in God's kingdom, these are the things that can keep us from freedom in Christ. You, you, you can't put yourself first and God first at the same time. It's impossible. We have to learn to let these things go. Jonah continues, he says, but I with shouts of grateful praise will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good and I will say salvation comes from the Lord and the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. 
Prayer is the way to make your way his way. The, the, the more you talk to God, the easier it is to let go of the shiny objects. You want, to, you want to experience freedom from holding on to those things, start by talking with God. Start by communicating with him because when you do, you begin to make your way look more like his way. He wants to hear from you. Prayer is the way to make your way his way. And, and here's the thing that, that we begin to see in the story of Jonah. And it's, it's just true when it comes to God and it's true when it comes to us too. God is going to get his way. And that's a good thing. You, you and I have choices like Jonah, you can run. You can run in the opposite direction of where God is leading and calling you, but eventually he is going to get his way. You can fight with him. You can turn and you can do everything you can to fight what he wants to do in your life. And you may be a good fighter, but no one is that good. Or you can join him. God's gonna get his way. And that is a good thing. What's his, what's his way? Well, it starts with these words from the book of, of John for you and for me. He says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. His way is that you and I receive him and believe in his name. And when it comes to discovering what God is calling you to do and to keep yourself from the temptation to run, let me encourage you to do a couple of these things, to take a couple of steps with this. First is this, embrace the stinky fish in your life. That situation that you think is so bad, that's gonna be the end of your life. The one where you can't see what good could possibly happen after this, maybe God is using it to get your attention. Maybe he is using it because he has this next chapter to write in your life and he's getting ready to do something that you didn't even think was possible, but he needs to do this first. Embrace those big, stinky fish in your life. The second thing is this, let go of the shiny objects. Let go of the shiny objects. You can't hold both a shiny object and follow God at the same time. One is always gonna serve the other. Drop the thing that you're obsessing over and let God direct your steps. And then the third thing is this, let people around you help. Let people around you help. This is why we have crews here at church. This is why we have Next Wave. This is why we have Love Kids. This is why we have serving teams. We want you to be involved in these things because they are ways to not have to go through life alone. They're ways to accomplish God's will in your life. Connect into these places and, and you're gonna discover people who are moving in the same direction of life that you are. You can't outrun God. It is like way, way better to just join him. You can't outrun God. It is way better to join him in what he wants to do. Let's pray. God, um, so many of us, me included, have run away from you at times or are running away from you right now. Would you help us right now to just see the wisdom in stopping? Maybe some of us need to simply stop and look your direction and speak to you. To let everything else go by, to not be distracted by the world and the other things. Maybe we just need to simply stop. Maybe some of us are finding ourselves in this place that feels like a pit that feels like the end of the road, that feels like a dead end. 
and you're saying, hey, I have more than you could ever imagine in front of you if you'll just stop and acknowledge me. Today we wanna to say we acknowledge you, God. We acknowledge you. And for those of us who, who, who try to talk to you regularly and we just struggle with it sometimes, would you gently remind us today, God, that you are always there, that you always wanna hear from us, that you have things for us to do and accomplish and you are gonna walk with us in ways that we can't even imagine right now. And would you just help us trust you? We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.